I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. Welcome to Nine Cents. Nine Cents is a satanic perspective of our modern world, and I'm your host, Adam Campbell. It is great to have you, and I'm being joined, back by popular demand, Nathan Gray, uh, the front man of uh, I Am Heresy and uh, Boy Sets Fire. How are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm pretty damn good. I I'm like really the back by popular demand. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, <That's> everyone <laughs> threatened me never to have you on again, but I was like, eh, I'll, I'll do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Like, don't ever have him on. Uh. No, people love you, and so I'm going to try to capitalize on that. <laughs> on that oh, absolutely, man. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's August 10th, and we have a really great show for you. In The Devil's Advocate, we're going to be talking about being a satanic Satanist, or are you satanic enough? It's one of those Rocky Bullwinkle titles, one or the other. Right. And we're probably going to be taking it in a direction you don't expect. In the Infernal Informant, Ebola outbreak, high death toll among health workers, first responders, and parents of teen who died after smoking synthetic pot warns of dangers of spice. And at the tail end of this episode, we're going to talk a little bit of Divergent. Uh, it was just released on Redbox, and I checked it out. I didn't really like the movie that much, but I like some of the ideas behind it, and so I'm going to talk about the movie a little bit, but more what's going on, what Divergent means, and, and uh, how it's applicable to our kind, I'll say. And that's going to do it for this show, but let's start it off right. Uh, how is the tour going, man? It's going great. We've, uh, we're actually only out for three days. I am actually at this very moment uh, in a bus uh, driving through Belgium. So wow. we just, we played in Belgium earlier today. We had two German festivals before that, and now we're going home. It was just a quick weekend thing. So that's going great. I just got off an I Am Heresy tour before that. That went great in the U.S. Um, everything's, everything's looking up. So having a good so, time. So you just hate, like, downtime? <laughs> I did. See, that's my thing. Like, I have this horrible problem with sitting still ever. So between I Am Heresy, Boyce It's Fire, and now, of course, I've decided to start some solo work because I'm an <laughs> asshole and I just can't stop doing anything. So uh, the, the little bit of downtime I get, I get really frustrated and bored and just like edgy if I have to sit still too long. Yeah. So, I mean, I know there are probably drugs that can fix that, but I'd rather just be crazy. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because uh, my daughter actually asked me the other day to uh, try coffee for the first time. And I, I, I have some friends who, when they drink coffee, it's kind of the reserve, like reverse effect. And I don't know if it's because they're like ADHD or whatever, but they just sort of go down whenever they drink coffee rather than be lifted up. And so yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was really amused when my daughter, because, you know, she sees me drinking every single morning, so she's like, I want to try coffee, and, you know, she's she's not 10 yet, 
Um, I don't have an issue with her trying coffee, but I really don't want her to get hooked on <laughs> caffeine. Right, age. fair enough. Yeah, you know, not quite yet. I see people yeah. like kids right off the bottle on a nine-year-old. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I see people with uh, kids on the bottle giving them Mountain Dews and stuff, and I'm just like, God, oh, you out of your fucking minds? You are setting this yeah. kid up for fucking failure. Uh, so you know, be that as it may, uh, I didn't have a problem with her trying it, like a watered-down version of it. Uh, at sure. first, my wife rejected her offhand. I was like, well, you know, she wants to know what it tastes like. Just give her a little bit of sugar, give her a ton of milk, and just a dash of coffee mm-hmm. and let her see what she thinks. And so she or you agreed. should have just given it to her, like, straight, and she would have never black. drank that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, I don't, I mean, coffee, I mean, obviously there's been studies on either side, but it's not bad for you in, by any stretch of the imagination no. unless you yeah. abuse it. So... You know, it right. can be a good thing, but the way I see it is, you know, she should be able to try it if she's curious. If she likes it, great. Yeah, She'll why not? be able to, you know, move forward through life uh, when she's old enough by my standards. And then if she hates it, well, at least now she knows. Um, yeah, and so absolutely. It was, it was this really great moment. I was uh, sitting on the couch drinking my coffee. My wife brings in this basically milk with some coffee in it. Um, and gives it to her and this look on her face like she is such a big girl now (laughs) you know kids watch way too much Disney when they start singing during events in their life like she she was all I'm a big girl I have my coffee That's it was <laughs> so funny. Far too much frozen in this household, apparently. But uh, yeah, so she was like enjoying the moment, singing a song. And then she, I was like, so are you excited? Do you feel like a big girl? And she just turns and gives her this biggest grin she's ever had on her face before uh, until the point she sips it. And then she like right. stares at it for a minute. And she's all, um, is this coffee? Like, old man, do you drink this willingly every day? <laughs> She's going to have serious questions about your now. <laughs> oh, seriously. She's like, you, you are crazy, old man. Why would you? So she did not like it at all. She was just like, you know, trying to finish it because she knows, you know, we always make her finish whatever she asks for, dinner or right, seconds sure. or whatever. And she's like, right. uh, um, I, I, I'm not... I don't, not sure about this. I'm like, you don't have to like it because I like something does not mean you have to like something. And certainly coffee is an acquired taste. Some people can't stand it. So if you don't like it, hon, don't worry about it. Like you don't have to drink the rest of it. And she's like, I'll just set it here for now and I'll finish it later. Like 12 hours later, the coffee is still sitting unmolested on the table. Oh yeah. You know that's not getting drank. No, it's... (laughs) It's it's and gone she has stale. Real serious questions about mom and dad's taste level now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, kids just they're in that perpetual sweets mode where everything has to oh, be yeah. yummy and sweet and you know delicious and coffee very much is. I mean, I, I guess people make it that way on their own, but inherently it's very much not at all. It's like it's like chocolate in its raw form, really bitter, really right. tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, you can uh, learn to love it that way, but you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's more like beer, too. I mean, like, when I first tried beer when I was younger, it was like, whoa, what the hell is wrong with people? (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm like, I like the taste depending, you know? (laughs) That's actually a really good point, too, yeah. Mm -hmm. That carries through to me with whiskey. Like, I... 
I grew up oh. just thinking everyone should like Jack Daniels because all right. the cool guys, you know, in rock bands always had a Jack yeah. Daniels bottle half empty <laughs> and they were, you know, just all cool looking yeah. and I wanted to be that so goddamn bad. And so I forced myself <laughs> to drink it even though I fucking hated it. Still drank the oh, shit out of awful. Jack Daniels. <laughs> it was it's just any kind of brown liquor is absolutely <laughs> disgusting to me. I just can't do it. It was crazy. I mean, I did find some uh, some whiskeys that I, I'm quite agreeable with, but Jack Daniels, man, that's one that I will never go back to. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I mean, brown liquor of any sort. Besides, not really digging the taste. It now as an old man, constant heartburn. Cannot drink. Oh it. yeah. I wake up in the middle of the night with horrible heartburns. Like, nah, fuck it. I'll stick with my gin and tonic. I'm good. <laughs> oh, dude. I I'm a fan of gin. I, I mean, to be oh, fair... it's a gentleman's drink. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I'm, I'm a fan of virtually every liquor, but, I mean, <laughs> I have fond memories of gin. Like, I was... Um, yeah. I'm sure that the audience doesn't even give a damn. I was out in uh, doing training in the military in Augusta, Georgia, and this dude... I think I've told this story before, actually, but this dude, uh, we called him Doss, that was the last name, um, wanted to do a gin and juice drinking night with me. And he was like, and he, he talked like Scooby-Doo, like his mouth was always full of marbles and shit. Uh, right. And like, he just thought because, uh, I guess, because he was black, he could drink more than me, or because he was heavier than me, he could drink more than me. Is that a stereotype? I don't even I don't, know. Well, I, I don't even know. I feel like he's just like, I drink, you know, in some rap song, I drink gym and juice on the porch. And, right. Well, obviously you know, I'm black, so I can drink more. <laughs> oh, I proved it not not true in any means, like at all. Gotcha, I come right. from a long line of alcoholics who can put down their drinks, and uh, yeah, Excellent. it ended up we we had to go out and get something to eat, and he was like passed out in this restaurant booth while I was just happily eating my steak with a buzz. It was really delightful. Excellent. Gin and juice. Excellent. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Um, Gin and juice, everybody. Yeah, so I have, uh, in, in my ever-expanding uh, attempts, I'm bringing on other interesting individuals to Nine Cents and uh, adding other satanic uh, thoughts and such, I have uh, decided to reach out to one Witch Zaftig, and she is a scholar, she is an expert in religious movements, specifically cults, religion and popular yeah. culture, magic and esotericism, uh, did I say that right? I think I did. And of course, of course, Satanism. So. Now, this is an amazing woman. I, I really respect her. Um, and I think we're going to do a little Q&A, religion Q&A, or, uh, I don't know, magical Q&A. So I'm reaching out to you, the audience. If you have a question that uh, you've always want answered about... Uh, and this is from an uh, academic point of view, a scholar's point of view, about magic or esotericism or popular culture with religion or cults. Send in your questions, and I'll try, I'll beg and plead to have Witches Avtic join us for an episode, and we'll do a little Q&A, and who knows if it's interesting, and if it's fun, and if you guys participate, we may have a running segment. So, uh, shoot your questions about anything related uh, to the aforementioned uh, to uh, info at ninecentspodcast.com. Let me know anything that you want me to ask, and maybe we could even get, I don't know, maybe even a Google Hangout and have you guys ask yourselves, uh, or ask her yourselves, not stand in the mirror asking yourselves a question and not getting any answer at all. That would be weird. So... Um, <laughs> 
Shoot me your so emails. I, I appreciate it. Question. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I asking myself this question? That is my question. Um, <laughs> that would be so, my question to myself. Yeah. At the top of the show, you guys heard this really quirky, really crazy 1950s, really kick-ass robot intro. I would like if I made to take you on a strange journey. You can all leave your own. You can either shoot me an audio clip via email or you can actually call my Google Voice account. Only the answering machine picks up every time, 801-899-6168, and leave me your own take on the Nine Cents intro, which is stolen. I stole it from Rocky Horror Picture oh. Show. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. So send me your own. Uh, shoot them at info at 9 com or 801-899-6168. And if you're out of country, which I know a lot of you listening are, uh, the U.S. code is uh, plus one, I believe, uh, or zero zero one yes, or something is. like that. <laughs> Zero, zero, one, yes. Um, we got these chickens. I mean, before... Eh, we've been chatting for a while. I'm Wait, gonna, how did we just go to chickens? What? <laughs> because I'm a master of transitions. <laughs> Give me a call for your intro. <laughs> I know anyway, how chickens. The country code is zero, zero, one. So I was talking to a chicken. <laughs> zero, zero, <laughs> shape happened? of an egg. That's my transition. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch, but I'm going to take it. Um, so uh, those of you who are regular listeners know that we got chickens a little while ago and we've been waiting for a long time to actually see them, you know, lay eggs. They finally started laying eggs and furiously. So every, I don't know, it seems like 20 minutes, but it's probably every day. My daughter comes running in. She's like, look, look, we got another egg. We got another egg. But what I never took into consideration is what chickens sound like when they're laying eggs. And I don't, for anyone out there who doesn't know, let me try to explain. It is the weird, it's, okay, it's like, it's like an animal in heat. They're just like, it's like you're sitting on the toilet and you are trying so hard to poo, but you just can't. You're just like, I don't know if this is what you guys do. This is what I do. Lord Satan, help me. I throw up a bath mitt on the other side of the wall. All the powers of hell, let me shit. You know, it's just, it's it's what I teach the kids to do. It's a family. You may need to see a doctor. I just, just, just saying. Too much turkey. (laughs) No. So, you know, these chickens, they make these crazy sounds. It's, it's so annoying. It's, it's like, uh. Oh, I, I, what, what can I compare it to? It's like a dog trying to vomit. They're all, huh, huh. you know, it's just this oh, constant yeah, over and over again. nerving. <laughs> but it's not just like at this one time because they don't, I guess they, there's like a learning phase of when they need to go into the actual, like, like, at the, like the chicken coop and the little like nesting area. They don't know inherently right. to go to that one spot. I mean, I guess some of them do, but apparently mine are dumb and they don't. And so they sit outside my window, like just <laughs> for fucking hours, like hours. This goes on, and so I'm the asshole in the backyard, like trying to lure the chickens over to their coop. Like, come on, chicken, as if the chickens can fucking understand English. The children, yeah. <laughs> and I like acting like a chicken, like crouching down and hopping along the ground like a fucking idiot come on chicken follow me and i can only imagine the chickens like in birth at this moment like what is wrong with you human you're not a chicken stop acting like a chicken i'm trying to poop this thing out and it hurts so bad what and i'm just like come on come on this is a big fiasco 
I finally get the damn thing in the nesting area and it just like stares at me. I'm like, okay, well maybe it's shy. I can't, I have a hard time peeing if someone's just staring me dead in the eyes. So maybe That's the fair, chicken's yeah. the same. You know, they can't lay eggs if you're just like mad dogging them. So I give it some time and I'm sitting out here and I can't continue with my day at all because they're fucking in birth out here in the backyard driving me crazy. So I'm just like trying, I'm... <laughs> They're in there, and I'm like, dude, Lamaze sounds like, come on, chickens. <laughs> Breathe. Deep breaths, chickens. You can do this. <laughs> like, do everything I <laughs> Oh, it didn't work. <laughs> I just confirmed to my entire family I'm absolutely insane. And I'm trying You're to. You're outside having a birthing <laughs> class with the chickens. <laughs> I mean, when you say it like that, it sounds crazy, but when you, right. when, in the heat well, of it. Your daughter definitely thinks you're crazy now. You drink <laughs> this horrible liquid. You're out having birthing classes with the chicken. She's, yeah, she's, she's done. Right? She's like, oh, oh. dad's out of his mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most women actually, like, inherently look for guys like their father to date and to, you know, right. my daughter's going to be the opposite. <laughs> like, right, right. Do you talk to chickens? Okay, we have something going. Come on. <laughs> I can talk to that. All right. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Well, how about we start the show? <laughs> we'll get out of the insanity of chickens. We haven't even started yet. <laughs> All right, uh, Devil's Advocate coming up next. I do not speak for the church of Satan. Being a satanic Satanist, or are you satanic enough? So I had a really wonderful conversation, an interview with um, High Priestess Peggy Nadramia, and it's out in the ether on 9centspodcast.com and on the YouTube and everything like that, and uh, iTunes on the podcasting realm. But uh, it's a really wonderful interview. I hope you guys check it out. Uh, she was really, really wonderful with her time and with her responses and... Uh, it went really well, but she did bring up something yeah, I really that was interesting. That oh, I'm glad you heard that. So yeah. she brought up something really interesting, and I've been thinking about it ever since. And I never really gave it a lot of thought up until this point. And when she mentioned it, it was a little bit offhanded, a little bit humorous. Where you know, every once in a while, she gets she gets feedback from virtually everyone that's a member, and then obviously everyone who's not a member looking to be a member. I'm and sure whether she likes or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, just my guess is probably not so much with the amount of influx information she gets. Right. Um, but uh, she was saying that, you know, so she she hears a lot about other people and, you know, how, right. you know, you're not satanic enough or you're not left wing enough or you're not right wing enough from other people, whether they're members oh. or not. And I thought, wow, this, this really is, <laughs> it's so catty. It's this, uh, other Satanists judging you on their own in, internal satanometer. Well, <laughs> and, well, and here's the problem is that they're not actually judging and talking to the person. They're telling mommy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's the yeah, that's, that's disgusting. <laughs> like, are you shitting me? Like, you're, you're barely a human being at that point if you're an adult tattletailing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Can you uh, believe what this person did? They are upsetting the tenants of... Yeah, so it, I, I thought it was interesting, and so I wanted to talk about it. And so, Nathan, yeah. since I have you on the show here, what do you think about this? Is there is there a way that Satanists or, uh, you know, people who identify themselves as Satanists 
uh, is it okay? Is it expected? Is it, uh, is, is it justified to judge other Satanists by your own Satanic standards? Well, let's, let's put it this way. I think there's a couple of different avenues here to take. Because number one, judgment is not necessarily a bad thing to have. You should mm-hmm. judge other people. Um, you should constantly judge other people because honestly, they're judging you and, and in one way or the other, and you need to keep yourself safe, your surroundings safe. You need to make sure that the friends you keep are actual friends, you know, and people that you can actually get along with. Um, now at the same time, um, as you're judging someone, um, I, I guess, I, I guess I also, since, since, you know, thinking into why you would judge someone, uh, like on whether they're satanic enough, whether they, um, I guess, uh, adhere to certain rules and regulations, or whether they um, are too try-hard, quote-unquote, or whether they don't try enough, or blah, blah, blah. Um, I guess on the, per- on the part of the person who's being judged, there's also the fact that isn't that sort of what lesser magic is about? is to have a personality and be able to influence people. Um, so there's a weird little tightrope there, but at the same time, again, on the third level, the person judging then um, should make that a personal thing. Um, if you're telling on someone or you're talking to other people about that someone, you're just an asshole. Like it has nothing to do with Satanism or anything else. You're just a shitty person. Like, yeah. <laughs> like being a adult, grow up, have an opinion on someone, keep it to yourself, and move on with your fucking life. Like, at no point should you be talking to someone else and going, I mean, unless it's like, fuck, that dude murders people. Then, yeah, you want to tell other people. You know <laughs> I, mean? like, I might call someone on that one. <laughs> but, but, like, but, like, if it's just like, oh, they don't dress correctly, they don't do that, if that's something that bothers you, then fuck yeah, don't have them as a friend. Who gives a shit, you know? But if you're going to go to other people, or especially someone who is part of the head of the Church of Satan and, and bitch and moan, not only are you wasting her time, because, I, I mean, come on, she's obviously a busy person. She's got shit to do with her life. Leave her yeah. alone. You know? <laughs> uh, and, and number two, it's got to feel like at some point you've got to like sit there and go, holy shit, I'm a grown adult tattling on someone's choice of clothing or like on, <laughs> on, the, on whether I think they belong here or not. Who gives a shit if you think they belong here or not? Like, do you belong here? Are you doing what you feel is correct? Not just within the Church of Satan, but are you doing what's correct in your own life with your family, with your friends? Are you being an individual that stands out? You know? Um, and, it, and here's the thing, if you stop looking around at everyone else and finding a way to judge them and you point it back at yourself, then you're more in a position to do something successfully. You know, yeah. I mean, you see it all the time on the Internet, and that's the worst. The worst is people <laughs> judging people Internet. I mean, if you're doing that, at, at some, I mean, unless it's like, you know, you're with a friend or something on the internet, like, oh, the, this fucking dude, you know? And that's just like little shit talking between friends. But if you're exposing someone online, honestly, at that point, fucking blow your head off. You've got <laughs> like, that, That's the most vile 
bullshit I've ever seen where you're just like, well, I need to expose this person to the world. <laughs> oh, well, aren't you fucking Captain America? Like, <laughs> Captain <couple>? Satan. <laughs> right, right. Hey, he's that satanic man. He's this, that, and the other thing. What are you doing with your life, you fuck off? Like, <laughs> shouldn't you be too busy for that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, shouldn't you be too busy to be worrying about this shit? I mean, obviously... Worry about these people in your own life. Like if you meet someone online, especially, or even in person, and you go, man, there's something about this person I don't care for, their personal style or their personal way of reacting to people isn't for me, then awesome. Don't be friends with them. Use your judgment. But don't abuse your judgment. You know what I mean? Because that, that to me just means that you're a boring person and you have nothing better to do with your time. And that is my perspective. <laughs> well, let's say that, you know, I would say, you know, on its face, there's there's a number of reasons why a Satanist would judge another Satanist. Um, being mm-hmm. a public figure, like, it, you know, for example, if someone listens to my podcast and they know that I'm reaching out a signif- to a significant number of individuals and I am in some measure representing Satanism, um, not within myself, but I talk about Satanism in in the news and in theory and practice and I have a lot of Satanists on the podcast and we we you know we wax on about Satanism quite a bit. And so if someone thinks that I'm doing the wrong thing or I'm uh, presenting it in the wrong way, you know, that would be one right. one reason why I think well, if it's your opinion, if I'm damaging the the identity of Satanism online, uh, I, I could probably understand why you would reach out to uh, headquarters and say, "Look, this person isn't doing it right. That you know they're they're doing that." If it's a personal thing, right. like, "Oh, this he you know he's wearing the wrong T-shirt, or he did a photo shoot with the sigil of Baphomet and it was upside down," you know, whatever that is, right. like, I, right, right. fashion or whatever, or, or just a, a personal expression, I, I think that's totally bullshit. But if someone's, uh, and I'm not saying that people need a rat on me because. <laughs> Right. No, no, but and, and I also, don't think like, I'm doing anything like wrong. Said, no, no, but to touch on what you just said, though, um, shouldn't as once again, anyone who is an, as a member of the Church of Satan is considered an adult. You're an adult. You know what I mean? We don't obviously allow children. And so, yeah, I mean, we talk to chickens, but other than that, we're totally right, adults. Talk to chickens, and not, yeah, <laughs> they're right. It's very different, very different. But, but as an adult, and this is something that I learned a long time ago, just by being a person, let's say someone within the church is is putting out ideas that I think is detrimental. I would first discuss that with that person. So, and if you can't get a good, and and I feel this is how it works at any point. Look, Mm -hmm. man, I think this is, you know, detrimental. This is not really, could you explain why you're putting that out there? Because I'm not getting it. You guys talk it out. It doesn't work. Say, say the conversation doesn't work. Maybe I go, okay, let me see if I can get some other people here that agree with me, and maybe we can talk with you again and say, see, it's just it's more than me. Everyone's sort of getting the wrong picture here. Can you explain it again? <laughs> Satanic point, intervention. <laughs> right. I, I honestly, like, I feel like this is the adult way to do something. Like, I yeah. And then if that doesn't work, sure, go to a higher up uh, or whatever and be like, look, Look what's going on here, and they're doing it under the name of our organization. This should be stopped, you know? Um, 
but I, I just, I can't handle the, you learn that at a young age, right? Like yeah. not to tattle them. Like, yeah, I call I it feel like a narc. Like, <laughs> don't narc Yeah, also. exactly. Like, don't be a fucking like, don't narc. Don't you learn that at a, young, at a young age? And I feel like, why wouldn't your first instinct as a human being, not even as a Satanist, like as a human being, but especially as a Satanist that should be holding themselves to a higher standard, go, hey, look, man, I don't like what you're saying here. Can, can we talk this out? Yeah. And if you can't, sure, sure you got to take other action if you can't talk it out and the person's just sort of being a dick about it. But shouldn't your first impulse be to do that, to just confront the person in private? You know what I mean? Not like, hey, check me out. I'm confronting him, and I know more than he does. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I just, there's, there's just so many better ways to go about doing something than tattling or to try and be a show-off when you call somebody out. You know? Well, I think I think there's a lot of that behind it too. It's that this person is doing something I perceive as wrong. Let me be the hero and get extra kudo points right. by pointing it out. That yeah. way, everyone knows that I'm the special person. I'm I'm the definer of what is satanic right, or right. what is satanic behavior. Yeah, I mean, I think right. a lot of it has to do with that. And I blame a lot of social networking in general because the more you're involved with social networking, the more you find behavior like that. If you remove yourself from that and you're just in a professional business environment or a professional friendship environment, you really don't see that all right. that often. I mean, it's really infantile right. and it's just, it's encouraged almost by social media, which is why I don't really sure. participate all that yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, Well, and, um, and, and when, does it, when does it come in to where um, you don't allow yourself to get involved with something you don't need to? Yeah. You know? Mind your like own there's business. That, there's part of that. Yeah, yeah, it's like, that's not my business. I don't care. Like, you know, I've got some other shit I need to be doing to better myself. So, bleh. And, but <laughs> I've, definitely, I've definitely had those times where, like, I'm, say, on Facebook, and I'm in, like, some group or something, uh, like with the Church of Satan or something like that, and, and I'll take an aside with someone that I know. It's like, hey, is this dude serious? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, because there's definitely those moments where you just have to, like, vent a minute. You don't mean to, like, start a big rift or anything, and it never does, but it's just sort of like, dude, did you see that post? Oh, my God, what was that? Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, I'm going to ignore that now, you know? I, but I just had to get that off my chest that, what the fuck was that? <laughs> right, right. And then you go, but, but once it gets beyond just that little you and your friend have a laugh real quick... It, it gets way too immature for me, I feel. Yeah, I, and, and I do actually see this a lot, though. I mean, that's what's amazing about it, is I see it a lot in forums, I see it a lot on message boards, I see it a lot in um, social networking sites. And, and that's why I think it's relevant to speak to it, because, you know, for those who think they're doing Satanism a favor, for example, by right. acting like this, you have to understand that yeah. you are not. You are just proving yeah. to be a douchebag to everyone involved. Exactly. Um, but I had the opportunity to reach out to a, a few amazing individuals, um, and I asked them about this. And so there's a couple bullet points that I'm going to share along, you know, responses that I received here about it. And it's going to cover a number of areas, whether it's why would someone do that? Uh, why, uh, what are the sort of justifications uh, about the individual's behavior for doing it? 
and um, then a little bit in the social stuff. And so it's going to touch a little bit on what we've already discussed here, but I wanted to bring in a, a couple outside opinions here. I'm going to um, just sort of run through a couple of these and riff a bit here. Uh, so one of the reasons why you do it is because you don't meet expected visual, physical, or fashionable standards of a Satanist. And this is a really interesting thought because, you know, from the outside, understanding Satanism is to understand oneself and the philosophy, the religion in and of itself. So Satanism right. isn't a social club. The Church of Satan is a, a group of like-minded individuals, but it is not a social club. It is not something where everyone right. pals around and points at the outside and laughs at fools. Um, it's about right. individual development as a professional, as an adult, as a human being. Meeting your right. own standards, not other people's. And so it's really, really surprising, a little bit frustrating, and, and a little bit sad when you find people who do look and say, oh, well, you have this uh, physical impairment, so if you can't be the highest embodiment of human life if you're somehow impaired. <laughs> As if this right. one thing is, is going to stop them from being a productive human being. Or right, right. you look ridiculous, you wear a cloak everywhere you go, how dare you? Well, you know what, this is some people's thing they like to wear so it is absurd to us out of context but to them in their lives that's really all that matters so it's understanding that your personal take on satanism doesn't fucking matter to anyone else in the world you should and instead of focusing outward you should truly be looking at your own behavior and your own advancement as human being absolutely uh, another really great one that I, I hear actually an awful lot of uh, people mock is people who, who look too much like LaVey. Like, like they fashion their entire <laughs> lifestyle like LaVey. They shave their head, they cut their goatee in that special way that he did it. Um, right. And, you know, so on, on one hand, it's like, okay, well, these people are either never saw a photo of him and it's a wild coincidence – which I don't even see as possible. No way in hell. No way in hell. <laughs> or they're paying homage to our uh, the founder of Satanism, our, our late high priest, which right. I can respect for a little bit. Um, or they just truly identify with that look in one way or another, which I'm completely okay with. I, you know, just because Anton right, LaVey sure. shaved his head doesn't mean that no one else can ever shave their head. Just because he had a, a, a stylized goatee right. doesn't mean anyone else can. So, you know, it, it, this whole idea that just because you have traits that are similar to someone that is uh, sort of on a satanic pedestal because, due to the nature that he created Satanism doesn't right. mean you're less right. of a Satanist. It doesn't mean that you're sucking right. up to anyone. It doesn't mean you're trying to do anything yeah. other than uh, just be who you are as an individual. Though, I would say that there are some people that I've seen online, I've never, ever met any of them, but they're where I'm just like, oh, come on, dude. <laughs> come on. Yeah, and I mean, you're, <laughs> you're trying too hard. Moments, like I said before, like, especially like when people like change their names to LeVay and stuff like that, it's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. ah, <laughs> it's like their stage name is LeVay. It's like, uh, I mean, that it, it, like I said before, I don't see how there's any reason why I should like confront them on it. Cause that's silly. I've got shit to do with my life, but, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. but there's still that, like that sort of douche chill. You can't, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, dude, come on. Like, all right. It, it is. I think it's a great douche tell, though. 
<laughs> like, yeah. if you change your name to LeVay, then I know, thank you so much for doing that, because now I know never to thank interact you. with you, ever. <laughs> you, you, you put an alarm right there on your head. So I know, <laughs> yeah. no, not that person. All right, cool. <laughs> um, and so another one is not being successful enough uh, as either a professional or just as a educated individual in, in scholastics or something. And here's another thing that I, I, I've, I've spoken to, if not, if, if once a thousand times, it's the idea of success is divine, defined by the individual. So if you are yeah. working uh, the railroads and all you care about is doing that, you're passionate about it, or you just feel like it gives you the money you need to live in the manner that you are accustomed to or happy to leave, uh, live, then that that's success. That you don't need to conform. You don't yeah. have to be a a Wall Street banker in order to be successful. You don't have to wear a suit and tie to be successful. You could have dingy right. ass clothes with busted up knuckles and be the most successful individual in your entire immediate life. That's all that matters is that you're doing something that you want to do for whatever your reasons are. It doesn't matter. Success as a professional is defined by yourself. If that's what you're doing and that's your end result and that's what you want, and you're stepping it up and you're like being the best of that that you can be, then who the fuck gives a shit? Yeah, I, like, I love it when you get these people that, that just think, well, he's not making six figures a year, so I can't possibly imagine them being a successful Satanist. Well, like, give me a Those are break. people that honestly, and I know, I, know I, I, I will personally, right now, there's going to at least be two or three people that are going to go, he's not Satanic enough. Uh, it's, this comes from those people who have read Ayn Rand way too many times. <laughs> like just like and it, that drives me insane like look it was brought up a couple times yes i know like levey brought her up let's be honest she's not that she wasn't that great of a writer and it's not something to base <laughs> on all right maybe yeah. maybe look at mark twain mark twain way better writer let's look at him. oh you yes know what I mean? yes 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 so yeah and, i i have and, several times in my life said okay guys Less Ayn Rand, more Mark Twain. Come on, go. Like, it just, but they get stuck in that, like, successful equals rich and powerful. And, like, it's, come on. Like, not everybody wants to be that person. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I, make, I make a fine amount of money doing my art, and I am successful with my art, and I fucking love it. And I would kill myself working on Wall Street or being a power broker or whatever the shit those people do. Like, it would drive me insane. So how would that make me more of a satanic person or make me more, you know, whatever, to do something that I hate doing? Yeah. Just well, there was it brings me more money. There was one other really great point before I, I try to throw down some definition and, and close this thing out. Oh, I'm already it's, getting kicked out for putting down Ayn Rand, so don't worry about it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Actually, um, uh, uh, Magister Nemo did a really amazing article about uh, comparisons of, of satanic philosophy with Ayn Rand philosophy, and it's actually really, really good. Um, and so everyone should go to the Church of Satan and check that essay out. It's available for free on churchofsatan.com. I will immediately check that out. It's it's really good though. I, I agree with you though. Um, so yeah. the uh, one great thing is that when you identify as a Satanist, there, there's a lot of language to build oneself up. It because it puts the ownership 
in your hands. And if you are a capable human being, well, that's fucking keys to the kingdom. That means that you literally define yeah. whatever your goals are. You achieve them goals and you just keep going. It's success after yeah. success defined by you. Um, Exactly. And so when you see yourself as the alien elite or when you see yourself as the highest embodiment of human life, well, it's, it's natural to look down on the herd. I mean, just the word the herd by yeah. nature looks down on them. But we need to remember yeah. is that you always need something to back that up. So you can think that yeah. you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. But if you can't have someone slather peanut butter and jelly on you and eat you, then... <laughs> Sliced bread has got one on you, is all I'm saying. I sort of want someone to do that to me now. I don't know. Is that weird that that got me turned on a little? <laughs> all right, we're going to have to get oh, some Skippy yeah. boys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and let's, let's also make sure to distinguish, though, because there are a lot of people, though, that are like heroin addict, just shit bags who are yeah. very happy with their life. You know what I mean? And that's, that's not what we're talking about at all. No, 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 like no, if no. You're, if, if you're some junky asshole that's like robbing people for money and you're like, no, nah, man, I'm really happy with my life. <laughs> I'm a total sadist, like, man. Like, yeah, I, man, I'm like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm at the top of the food chain. Woo. Yeah, no, that's not what, what's being talked about. <laughs> there's there's a huge difference between indulging in legal substance and being dependent on another chemical in order to exist. Yeah. And addicts, by their very definition, are slaves to something else. So you cannot be a successful Satanist. Hands down, you cannot if you are an addict. It's just you no, are man, not in control of your control. life. Oh, yeah. Well, they can stop no, whenever they, they want. I understand. <laughs> Um, no, nah, man, I got this under control. Like, I, I, I'm just shooting it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, so to sort of round out the conversation, when, when someone mentions being satanic or, or being a, a good or powerful or worthwhile Satanist, it really just comes down to the, the, this really basic principle. Um, and it's going to be a number of things, so I don't know why I just said principle. Uh, it's identifying with the Satanic Bible. It's taking what is within the religion of Satanism and applying those ideas in your life. It is owning your own life, your decisions, your choices, your goals, and meeting them. And, and if not meeting them, trying everything, every way you can to meet them. It is truly taking ownership and trying to become a better human being for your sake, under your definition, not anyone else's. And so that's, if, you know, if, if you pose the question, are you satanic enough? That, 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 you should only ask yourself that question because it's only relevant oh, yeah. to yourself. And if you, yeah. if you ask yourself, am I being a satanic Satanist? Well, are you applying the satanic principles in your life? And are you being successful on your own terms? Then yes, you are being a productive yeah. and worthwhile Satanist. And that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. And no one else's voice, no one else's opinion matters. And if you're one of those vermin that are trolling around looking for the non-Satanic Satanist to point them out and call them out so you can get extra brownie points, right. you are worthless. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Truly worthless. Yeah, and let's, and let's, let's realize that the witch hunts are something that we look very down on. You know, that <laughs> yeah. should be frowned upon. And that's essentially what's being done are these bizarre 
witch hunts through the through the internet to see who's the the better Satanist or who's not as good or whatever. <laughs> I mean, come on, like yeah, yeah. I, and it it honestly always comes down to do you really not have anything to do with your life? Because that <laughs> that's pathetic. That's sad and pathetic. And please get a job. Just get yeah, a job. Seriously. Do something. <laughs> like because you you obviously hobby. don't fucking have. Get a hobby. Get ten hobbies. Because obviously you've got all this time to to waste doing this that you could get several hobbies. <laughs> all right. Well, let, honestly, honestly, maybe you could pick up a good drug addiction. I don't know. Something would just <laughs> get away from me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Change your name to last name to LeVay so that we know never to deal right. with you again. That's <laughs> that's what you should do. You. Exactly. <laughs> right. That's a warning right. to the rest of us that you are no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's going to close it out for this in front or for this devil's advocate. I hope you guys uh, liked it. If if you don't, if you want to hear about uh, more about this, if you didn't like the discussion, if you had any other ideas, shoot me an email info at nine cents Let me know what your thoughts are, and maybe we can riff via email or something about it. Um, but don't tattle to me, please, or to anyone else, because I don't care. I genuinely don't care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So let's do a little bit of news here with the infernal informant. Yep. Uh, Okay, so this is CBC News. Ebola outbreak, high death toll among health worker first responders. So I'm sure, Nathan, you've heard of this. And is there... I have. Where where you are right now, is there any concern with the local indigenous peoples about Ebola? The indigenous people of Germany. Yeah. Uh, They're not that I can tell, um, but... Germans are very different than Americans, um, and Europeans in general tend to be a little different in that it doesn't, a lot of things don't get as um, sensationalized, and they sort of wait for, I don't know, facts to come <laughs> in. Uh, How very un American. Yeah, before they just freak out and like, oh my God, I think I have it. You the sky is falling. Yeah, have you been working directly with it? Then don't worry about it right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. When it's time to worry about it, we'll worry about it. You know, but right now there's there's nothing to fucking worry about. Shut up. You know, like I don't know. It's 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 not like it's this crazy airborne fucked up thing that's like going to come across the ocean at us and like <laughs> there are there are possibilities obviously. But I I would expect that people at least within our circles would have a more level head about this. And I, I think that that's what I see when I'm over here in Europe is people are like, ah, there's Ebola. What are we going to do? Like, yeah. I mean, what's going to happen if it breaks out? I'm guessing that panicking isn't going to make it spread. <laughs> You're running around, throwing you semen I mean? in I'm everyone. Sorry. There's Ebola everywhere! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he talks to chickens and he throws semen in everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge my methods. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this Ebola outbreak so far has killed nearly a thousand people in three different countries, and we have to understand why this is happening. 
These are not first world right. countries. <laughs> they, do, they do not yeah. have the most uh, sanitized environments. They don't have oh, the best right. sexual practices, the, the most hygienic no. ways of life. So, oh, of course. Thank you, Catholic Church, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> thank you, Catholic Church. Yeah. How much you know, money do I have to time. send to those children before they can get fucking technology? iPhones. <laughs> they need iPhones. Yeah. Uh, Jeez, I, I mean, that's, you, you have to understand, obviously, like you were saying, I mean, you've got this, these areas that are just ridden with filth and unprotected sex, and like I said, thank you, Catholic Church, um, it's just, it, it's not the same, you know, it's, a, well, here's the issue, though, you've got also all of these people in these areas, and you've also seen a resurgence of this in the U.S. and other areas, of these, I'll just say, I'll call them morons, <laughs> that have decided not to vaccinate themselves. Yes, yes, oh my gosh. Because apparently science is wrong um, <laughs> and, 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 and can't be trusted and or gives you diseases or you know, whatever stupid shit they come up with about people who are 3,000 times smarter than they are. Um, that, and, and, and that just, that creates more of a problem. Yeah. You know, and, so, and in these certain countries and areas, you definitely have uh, different religious viewpoints that have kept people from vaccinating, from uh, using protected sex, from doing basically doing everything you could to cancel these type of diseases and viruses out. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, there is no vaccine for Ebola. But in general, I no, absolutely no, no, understand what you're saying. No, 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 that's not what I was saying at all. Yeah. That's, I was sort of going off on a tangent about, that would be awesome. No, no, I found <laughs> the t- uh, vaccine for Ebola. That's what I was saying. <laughs> that's why I'm never going to get it, and you are. Right, and I'm never going to get it. You're all going to get it. <laughs> you um, but, um, yeah, no, of course not. But that, it's, it's the whole mindset that creates these diseases, these viruses. Uh, it's part of it, at least. Is, so um, do, you, do is, you think that that in itself is a little bit of Darwinism in action? Well, and here we go to the other part, is that any time that a <laughs> major virus or plague or anything like that happens, I'm sure there are a few of us going, all right. It's interesting, and it's, it's, it's cool to see how nature works, and it goes back to the ideology of, say, the white light religions that believe in this good and evil bullshit, where there is no good and evil. There just is stuff that happens, you know? And this and nothing proves it more than these plagues and these viruses that grow, and, and they, it, it sort of turns uh, the food chain on its side, you know what I mean? Instead mm-hmm. of, like, the, the bigger predator winning, it's these tiny little microbes that are, that are coming in and, and winning the fight. Um, and that's, you know, it's, it's to an extent, it's, <laughs> is it horrible to say to be celebrated in a way? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, or at least to, to, to spark interest, um, and to, and to look into it and be like, okay, this is teaching us something. This is helping us to learn something. And at the same time, it's cutting out part of the population that de- honestly needs to be cut to an extent. Yeah, I mean, so. we are we are stretching the limits of this planet. And uh, let me clarify capacity. that I'm not saying that 
that only in those areas does it need to be. You're a white supremacist. I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) I could see how that could come off as a little bit. eh. But uh, yeah, no, that that is not what I'm saying at all. (laughs) Right. Well, and here's the thing: if if it's not preventable for you to Mm -hmm. become infected then you know what that kind of sucks that that's on its face it sucks but this is totally yes. preventable like yes. just be smart like obviously <laughs> a lot of it has to do with education and outreach uh, but yeah. i'm kind of the theory that if a disease comes by and gets you and here here's the thing you know let let's bring it on home here for a second if it's my family that's being attacked by this uh, I would be yeah. really hurt, and it would be a horrible experience to to have to go through. But mm-hmm. we know that we need to, and we have the ability to wash our hands and sterilize equipment and clothing and um, yeah. everything like that. So, so we have every chance of not getting this virus, uh, this disease, mm-hmm. and not dying. So, I, I think if you're yeah. an educated individual, which th- most of the people in this country, I think it's a shortcut to say that they're not, but those that are getting yeah. infected, I would argue if they're educated, um, be Absolutely. just, you know, straight up because if, if you're a caretaker and you get infected, well, that was a mistake that was made and that's how you, you yeah. know, blood was oh, spurted yeah. or you didn't wash your hands fully or you touched something. So, so that's, that's horrible. And, and you I, should I, definitely know, and you should definitely know better as a caretaker. Like, yeah, just, I mean, if you're dealing with, if you're the first person to deal with the first sick guy, then, you know, you may not know it's a huge life-threatening sure. disease. It could just be a fever or they have diarrhea or something. But if you right. have identified it as Ebola and then you get it, well, it's because you weren't as safe as you should have been. And if you decide to be a doctor in that case and put yourself in that position, mm-hmm. then you better fucking mm-hmm. know better or else you deserve what you get. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it sucks to say Absolutely. it, but I genuinely think that. And, mm-hmm. and you know, well, it, this- it only sucks to say in that we have, uh, I, I mean, in this, not just in this country, but in this world, we've almost <clears throat> oversensitized ourselves. In certain in certain areas where oh, yeah. nature takes over, when nature takes over and does its thing, and people do things that are irresponsible, and it comes back on them, that we feel that we're still supposed to go, oh, you know, <laughs> and, it, and it's not always in all moment. It's it's just not, uh, yeah. and you can still, as an individual, if you personally feel bad for someone who gets it, well, go ahead and feel bad, but you shouldn't expect everyone to, you yeah. know, like. Uh, some of us have our lives to lead and are sort of sick of hearing the the fear and the bullshit being pumped into us every day and don't want to hear it. I, I don't personally every day, you know, I'm going to wash my hands. I'm going to do what I need to do. Just give me the information. Just give me the truth and let me move on with my life. I don't every minute of my life need to be scared and like, oh, my God, well, what if this has it? What if this is going to happen? And what? Oh, no, if it goes over here, because I, I, can't, I don't have time for that. I mean, really just just stop barebacking whores and you should be okay. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, which I'm not, 
I'm not going to do that. I'm just not going to stop doing that. I mean, that's just, you know, I have to live. Right. I mean, come on. I, mean, that's, uh, I feel that that's not satanic of you to say. And I'm not to Damn it! I'm not going to say this anymore. Adam, Adam Campbell said that I should stop there back in the homework. I don't feel like that's very satanic. I believe in indulgence. Out. I should be able to bear back these diseased whores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I and honestly, I, I, I kind of enjoy mass, <laughs> mass uh, situations like this where it affects a large number of people. Whether it's a natural disaster, whether it's a disease or anything, um, I, it's easy to say that when I'm not in the situation, but I'm not. So I enjoy it yeah. on some level. And uh, you know what? If you uh, get it, you know it's out there. It's kind of your fault. Yeah, I, I would actually also, and I, I suggest this book to people a lot, but um, I don't know if anybody's read the newest Dan Brown book, Inferno. Um, but, and I won't ruin the thing, but it's, it's in, in working with this topic. Um, I would suggest that anyone with the same perspective as what you and I have been putting out to read that book because it's very interesting. And I, I don't normally, I have not found his other books quite as interesting. I, they're just sort of like, oh, well, I knew that was going to happen. But, um, but in this one, it's a, it's a bit of a twist, and it, it, it deals in a lot of transhumanism, and it deals with plagues and things like that. And I, I think that people would be really interested in that book if they share the same mindset as what we're talking about. Oh, I, I've read all of his books so far. I haven't gotten that one yet. But, uh, that I'll one you should that definitely out. check out, absolutely. They come up with a very cool... Plague. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Let's move to the next one. Let's let's move to the next article here. So this is from NewYorkDailyNews.com by Victoria Taylor. It's parents of teen who died after smoking synthetic pot warn of the dangers of oh. spice. I feel like spice made a run almost five, six years ago. Like, I haven't heard of it lately. I, I didn't know that people were still we stupid back? enough to be smoking it. Right. That's the thing, and now, like, are we back to the Darwin Awards here? Yes, like, we I, is. <laughs> like, yeah, and and that's the like. Here's here's the funny part is that there are definitely people that would hear us talking about the Ebola virus and go, "Oh, those guys are being dicks," but that would laugh <laughs> right along with us that some idiot smoking spice and time. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Because that's just silly. <clears throat> like, and not not only that, but I mean, a synthetic pot, really, like. At some point, I mean, I don't want to sound like uh, crazy. I, I I hate weed. Like it's just not my thing. I don't like uh, drugs. I just I'm not into them. I like to have a drink here and there. Other than that, I just really don't care for drugs. But at some point, can we just get over that? Just legalize weed and get over with. Get it over with. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, from from my personal opinion, uh, just. Be done with it. It's stupid. It's a it's a weed. Just, just smoke it if you need to. I don't care. Um, yeah. And uh, but to like someone going, well, I can't get pot, which you can. Shut up. You can get pot anywhere. Like, <laughs> like really, you can't find weed. Uh, it's all over the goddamn place. To to go then, uh, where do you even order that crap online? Well, actually, this guy got it at his local head shop. I think. And so they they call it incense or they call it you know different spice uh, or whatever. But you and, just go to head shops or bath shops. Thing. That's another thing. You're gonna walk into this place with these doped out hippies, 
and and buy something that you're going to smoke, like are, what are they doctors? Like <laughs> you're gonna go, you don't know what they have like white lab coats. Like, they have a little yeah, rundown I mean, of the, that, each chemical it, percentage it, and the safety re- FDA yeah, requirement. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you already don't know what's in the normal drugs you would normally take. <clears throat> Let alone some weird synthetic thing from a head shop run by just degenerate idiots. Yeah. Like I, I just I, I that blows my mind. The guy that just sold you a bong, bro, is is a scientist now. Yeah, he's he's like, it's legal, crap. man. It's like, just like weed, yeah, but it's legal. You can smoke in front of a cop. He can't do no, nothing, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fuck the pigs, you know. Oh God! Like, uh, like at that point, I mean, maybe so that funny. is the end of your experience on Earth. Like, and good on you. You know what I mean? Thanks for <clears throat> yeah. eradicating problems you probably would have caused for other people after that. You know. And let me just say, if again, if, if you're if you're gonna do drugs, I I do not recommend anyone do any drugs. But like mm-hmm. you just said, man, you can get a hold of weed if you really want to yeah. get a hold of weed. Yeah. And so the yeah, only reason that you would be smoking something like spice is if you are truly stupid. Like, yeah. I, I knew a guy who was involved with this when it first started coming around. And mm-hmm. the government is quickly like, take, you know, they buy samples of this stuff, find out what chemicals are used, and then they ban those chemicals for use. And so the spice manufacturers to get around that would just add different chemicals into it so they could continue operating and continue selling this. No one has ever verified that this stuff will not kill you. Ever. So if you are stupid enough to be taking some chemical concoction, you deserve the end you're going to get. Like, that that's really what it comes down to. So I mean, taking the risk. Man, it's insane, it, you know. And th- yeah. this this guy I knew, he had to actually go out of business because the government kept, you know, they were just sort of one upping everything he did, and so eventually it just died out. Right, which right. is why I'm surprised to see this in the news now that it's still around. So if any of you are listening, right. if you've survived your experiences with spice, just stop. Just fucking stop. Yeah. If you're old enough to drink, grab a drink. If you want to you know, yeah. alter your mindset, if you smoke, grab yeah. a cigarette. But don't don't fucking. And if you do. Then I hope you do it so much that you fucking die because I don't want you polluting yeah. my planet with your stupidity. I don't want you having kids. I don't want you doing anything else because you're right. going, you deserve right. it. You fucking deserve to die. You idiots. In my head, you have broken your social contract. You're done. That's yeah. just, you're fucked. That's it. <laughs> Too much so stupid sad. in one area. Yeah. And that's what happens. I think we, we went on the same rant on the time. I think it all is related. The Golden Gate Bridge, it always comes back to that, which is like, okay, can all the dumb people just fucking die already? (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's amazing. It's it's so prevalent. Every walk of life. All right, so uh, let's do a little creature feature and close this thing out. All right. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the creature feature. Okay, so I just watched the movie Divergent. I, 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 it was a book series that I was actually like recommended to my son, I think, by his teacher. Uh, he was reading The Hunger Games. She was like, oh, well, you were probably going to like the Divergent. So I don't know if it's a book series. All I know is I, I saw the movie because it was on uh, Redbox, and so we rented it. Um, 
But this is basically a, a world that's sort of separated into these groups or factions of types of people that operate different types of society. So it's sort of like you're born into one faction, you test, and that tells you what job you should be doing, and then they send you to that new faction or job to live your life doing that. And this is how this new world sort of operates, this dystopian future for, for those of us who love free will. And so the movie gets its name, Divergent, from the idea that every once in a while you run across someone who doesn't test for any particular faction. It's sort of that human chaotic element of, I don't know what I want to do. I don't, I'm, I'm not a machine. I can't just be put in a mold. I am kind of right. just open to do whatever I want. Um, and so the idea of divergence is a, a fracture in this way of society. And so the heroine of the movie, she uh, sort of goes undercover in this soldier-type faction culture, and then uh, they figure out that she's actually divergent, and then they come after her, and, you know, yada yada. So the movie, the first half of the movie is, is pretty shitty. The second half of the movie is moderately okay. It ends And the decent. whole thing's that Hunger Games ripoff, right? It is very much the sense, to me, of Hunger Games, yeah. I don't know, right. you know, I don't, purists out there who are fans of these books would say, well, this was written then, but I don't care. <laughs> All I know is I watched the movie and I was not wildly impressed, but I did love this idea. Right. And, and I see it in society. Like our entire scholastic system, our makeup is w- generated to pump out workers, to pump out people who don't question, who just have basics of knowledge about the world so that they can go into one sort of... Uh, type of productive manufacturing job, which ironically we actually don't have in this country anymore. <laughs> so that right. just compounds right. the stupidity <laughs> of, of sticking to our current system. Um, but right. it's great because it, it's the, the chaos of individual humanism that that mm. breaks this movie apart and that allows the heroine to sort of go off on, on her victory run near the end. And right. it's 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 that element that we as Satanists truly champion. You don't know. You may start your life really wanting to be a motorcycle mechanic and then end up uh, in your later years uh, being a pottery aficionado. Like, you just never know what passions are going to be awoken within you throughout your, the course of your life. And to think that as a kid or, or in college, you're just like, well, I want to be a, a brain surgeon. And so, and here's another thing that really drives me crazy. When people make their life decisions based on how much money they're going to make. That, I mean, right. to some people, that's awesome. To me, you're literally short, trying to shortcut life because life is about experience yeah. and expression. And it is not about having a large bank account when you die, because guess what? It's still going to be in the bank when you're dead. Like you don't get extra points. Yeah. You're still dead. You don't get to take that with you. As far yeah, as I so know, fucking... yeah, <laughs> watch this. I mean, I, mean, I don't want to. The second coming. After we die, but I don't think you get to take it. (laughs) Well, it's it's transferable. They can they can transfer your funds to heaven. (laughs) They give you a a credit card. It's a large percentage they cut off the top, but you get to keep most of it. (laughs) (laughs) The the heavenly wing tax. Right. How's heaven going to stay open if they don't take a little off the top? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's it's socialism. I mean, roads made of gold do not come cheap. You have to buy your own halo, man. It's not granted to you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I just love the idea that 
every th this whole movie is based around this idea of we will confine what it means to be a human being for the better of society and in our world we see that in lar in small pieces and and you yeah. got to realize that we we are so dramatically different from each other the way our chemical makeups are so dramatically different within one single species within one family one one microcosm of the yeah. species it's it's also dramatically different and just sort of caution thrown to the wind chaos envelops everything so to think that and I'm going to sort of round this out to the front of the show here just to think that every human being is alike is absurd to think that every satanist is going to be alike is absurd not every human being is alike we all are so dramatically different and you cannot confine that you can't confine that through satanism right. you can't confine that through any other religion out there and or society or culture there will always be there will always be a chaotic yep. element and expression. Mm -hmm. And you can only confine it to who you associate with personally. You know what I mean? I mean, you yeah. can't keep other people from doing certain things or from being who they are. You can go, I do not personally want to associate with that person, but that's your choice in life. And that's how you grow and evolve is you learn who you want to be friends with and who you don't, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but, but also as you were saying, like, I feel like, in, in this society and with what you're, I haven't seen the movie or read the books or whatever, but um, with that sort of thing and how it, it uh, compares with what we deal with in our own society, uh, a lot of times people with a more artistic mind get the shit end of the stick on that one. You know what I mean? And, oh, yeah. and I definitely, I grew up with that myself, just feeling stupid constantly in school. And just being told that I was stupid all the time. And it wasn't until I found what I really was passionate about where I was like, wait a minute, I'm not fucking dumb. I'm just different. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and so I was able to go towards that thing and actually be very successful in what I did because I finally found what was me. So, um, you know, I would always inspire other people to do that exact same thing. Just take what's handed to you, find out what you are actually able to succeed about or succeed with and throw everything else to the side. You don't yeah. need all that extra bullshit. You know, find what moves you, what you're passionate about, because that's what you're going to succeed at. Um, and like I said before, the disclaimer is if you're passionate about drugs, Never mind what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it all has to do with ownership of your life. If if what you're passionate Absolutely. about takes that away, then it's not it's not a positive place to be, um, and it's certainly yeah. not a satanic place to be. You can say that carte blanche. No, at all. Um, it, I do I do really love that. You know, some people live their entire lives never discovering what they're passionate about. And that's why, you know, living your life with a closed mind saying, oh, I'm not going to like that without ever experiencing it. No, I don't. I'm not going to enjoy doing this without ever having done it. You'll, you're just never going to know what really brings you alive unless, you know, and, and this is a, a very satanic tenet as well as experience and truly, I'm sorry, living your life. That's what's important. Yeah. And that means sometimes uh, trying the foie gras. Uh, that means... Uh, Jumping out of the airplane, uh, you know, it means doing whatever it is that you don't want to do inherently because it may awaken something that is really alive and really drives you uh, into a more productive individual that you're just never going to fucking know. So be an Epicurean. Absolutely. Uh, experience everything that you possibly can and don't allow others to confine or define you. And uh, it's just not right. a satanic place to be. Um, and obviously... I've also noticed... 
I've also noticed when you do things that you wouldn't normally do, like you were saying with trying new foods, things like this, it honestly turns you into less of an asshole. And I can back, I can back that up because you meet people who have confined themselves, like, say, just to the U.S. Like, they won't go out of the country. They won't go out of the state. They won't try new food. They're, they're picky. They're uneducated. They're just awful, awful mammals to be around. You know, um, they just, they, and, and it, it honestly turns you into a jerk. Yeah. Like, and if, and I, I know I personally, like, when I started touring, I was, as a younger person, sort of a picky eater. I will now eat anything. It doesn't matter. You put it in front of me, I will eat it. I should be very careful about how I say that. <laughs> <laughs> Most food substances I will eat if put in front of me. So, but, uh, and, and that came from, trying stuff over and over again because when you're on tour you're not always going to get exactly what you want and there are people who are making food for you and if you don't eat that food you're a dick <laughs> you know so yeah. so it's one of those things where you just have to learn how to enjoy things and enjoy life and honestly once you do that you really do start enjoying it there's many foods that i didn't like before that now i'm like oh i can't wait to get that you know Oh, yeah. So um, those experiences in life not only help you as a person as, as far as like your personal motivation in life, but it also helps you in how other people view you, which whether you like it or not is important. Um, because if you want to get through life in any sort of fashion, you do need people to sort of say, hey, I like that guy. I think there's mm -hmm. something special about that person. You know what I mean? And that comes back to the whole try hard thing and thing that I was saying earlier and about lesser magic. Is yeah, that, and that's a big thing with lesser things, magic. Yeah, yeah. If you're not trying new things and you're not creating a person in yourself that is open to new experiences, you will never be able to use that. You know, that, that will never be part of your palette when you're trying to influence others, when you're trying to uh, move up the ladder, when you're trying to be, uh, you know, just uh, influence friends, you know, be, be a person that people like to be around. You know what I mean? Hell so, yeah. you know. So try, uh, <laughs> try Rocky Mountain Oysters, people. <laughs> yeah. Eat some, eat some <laughs> balls. You know, just... <laughs> Eat a ball. Just eat one ball. Eat just a eat ball. One ball. That's what I, right. I, I try to tell people that you know, just eat one ball. No <laughs> Oh, this is getting back into the bear horse thing again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's let's close this thing down. Um, I, I don't recommend watching the movie. I just thought that some of the ideas was was good in it. So I don't know. Maybe the book's great. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't care. I won't worry it. <laughs> right, I did want to mention that at the top of the show, you always hear the intro music. And this particular drop was created by Jeremiah Crow. I've had him on the show a couple times. He's a musician. He's actually really fucking good. Uh, go to jeremiahcrow.com. Check out Jeremiah Crow's insufferable one-man show, which ironically is actually quite listenable. Uh, it's really great music. He's a really <laughs> talented uh, musician, and I definitely think everyone should check it out. And that's I, I like it so much, that's why I have it as the intro and outro music for the show. But I'm looking forward to uh, other intros that he's going to do. So... That being said, that's going to do it for another show. I hope you enjoyed it, and I would love to hear from you. Woo. Visit website 9centspodcast.com and send your correspondence to info at 9centspodcast.com. Let me know of any suggestions, critiques, corrections, or general comments you might have. If you happen to know of a chicken Lamaze class I might attend, please email me. <laughs> I need help. 
You can visit the SatanNet Facebook, Google Plus, Twitter, and MySpace page for nine cents to get updated on weekly topics. Download the show Monday nights via my RSS feed found at ninecentspodcast.com. We're also on Last FM, Stitcher, Spotify, and YouTube, so look for us there. You can subscribe to Nine Cents via iTunes by searching Nine Cents, and don't forget to leave a rating or comment. I really appreciate those ratings, people. If you'd like to learn more about the Church of Satan, visit churchofsatan.com. And remember, the only way that we're going to continue doing this thing is if you continue to share it. I've seen an influx of listeners as of late. Thank you very much for your interest and for following us on social networks. Share nine cents, people. Once again, thank you for joining me. And as always, I'm your host, Adam Campbell, being joined by... Nathan Gray. That's me. That's your cue. (laughs) And until next week, Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan.